Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Stephanie Johnson. Stephanie has two PWBA titles in bowl collegiately at the University of Central Florida. She was the 2015 PWBA Rookie of the Year. Stephanie Timberg and Coach Gay Steve Klemkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. All right, well, let's begin at your time at Central Florida. Let's, let's start kind of from the beginning of your bowling career and move all the way forward. And let's talk about that, though. You bowled collegiately. You were a first-team All-American in 2004, 2005, and 2006. So talk about that and talk about some of your more memorable moments bowling in college and at Central Florida. Gosh, so many great memories bowling in college. I think uh, if I can go back to one particular time, it would be collegiate bowling. You know, there's just nothing better than being part of something bigger than yourself and uh, your team. So we're a fairly new program. So, um, you know, being able to kind of get that started and be part of something special at UCF was uh, a really fun time for me. And, you know, we obviously were led by one of the finest um, in bowling, Pat Costello. So having her leadership and uh, being able to learn from her was such a vital part of me growing um, as a player and just as a person overall. Now, what made Pat, what made Pat so special? I mean, there's a lot of uh, great uh, coaches in, in college bowling. We've had uh, many of them from Bill Straub and, and Gordon Vatican, Mark Lewis, and uh, Justin Kostick, and so many more. But uh, what, what, what makes, uh, makes Pat such a great coach? Because we've heard that before from many other people. I think what makes Pat stand out so much for me personally is she really works uh, with your game and makes it better. You know, she doesn't do any drastic changes to it. Um, she was really, really um, into the fact of taking what you had and just making it better. So um, that was key for me. I felt like I had a pretty sound physical game and obviously there's always room for improvement. And she always had an eye for little things that made a big difference. So um, working with her was great because she didn't really want to change a whole lot of our games um, as opposed to just making them the best that they could be. So, Stephanie, do you still keep in touch with a lot of your, your former teammates, and do you get out to see them from time to time, either whether that be on the PWBA tour or if you're bowling uh, some other events? I see them often, um, not as often as I would like, of course. I don't live in Florida anymore. I'm in Dallas now, but um, you know, many of the girls on my team back at UCF don't compete anymore. Um, one of them coaches a collegiate program. Um, you know, they kind of just took off with their careers. So I was one of the few that actually, I would say, stuck with bowling and pursued it, you know, on, on a more professional level. So, you know, when I get back to Florida for the Florida stop, I definitely see a few of them, which is very nice to catch up. But, um, with social media these days, it's almost impossible to not stay in touch with friends near and far. So very, very thankful for that. Now, you, there is a little bit of tie. You mentioned, you know, when we were talking about Orlando and, 
and now uh, talking about living in Texas and and uh, and PWBA. Now you just won your your second national title, and it was the Orlando Open that started in Orlando, but it actually finished in Texas. Did it not? Why don't you just kind of talk a little bit about that, what it meant to you to win that tournament, and and how it came about? Yeah. So I obviously missed the majority of the PWBA season this year, which um, was no surprise. I knew that was going to be the case. Um, when I found out Orlando was on the schedule, I knew immediately in my heart that was the tournament I needed to be back in shape for. So it gave me some time to really um, get back on the lanes and be in a place where I felt really comfortable and strong. So, um, yeah, as you mentioned, it, of course, started there at Boardwalk Bowl, and it concluded at Plano, uh, Super Bowl, which is where the U.S. Open was. So it essentially started at a center that was near and dear to my heart. I, I fell in love with bowling there at UCF, and I worked there. I basically lived there much like I do at Plano Super Bowl now. So it was basically a fairy tale written story that I um, had a happy ending, um, added a happy ending to. So um, it, this is just a really special one for me all around. And so you did take some time off to have your second child there. How were you able to, or what are some of the things that you did to keep yourself, you know, right after having the baby to get back into bowling shape? Because that's the one thing we hear from the ladies when we talk to them is, gosh, it's a lot of games and it's a short amount of time. And if you go from probably not bowling to then bowling a, a, a PWBA event, that had to had to um, be something you had to prepare for. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I... I would say I probably didn't take a day off as far as doing some sort of physical activity. Um, I started doing Pilates just to get some strength and flexibility back while I was practicing. So um, as soon as I was feeling good and ready, I definitely um, was back in the gym as much as I could be in between caring for our kids. So, but yes, it's absolutely um, a long, a long short format, if that makes sense. And, um, you definitely have to be in shape mentally and physically, and it gave me enough time to wait for Orlando to to get to that place. Now, did you know that the TV show was actually going to be in your home center there? Because you, you, you work at Plano Super Bowl now. Yes. I knew that was where the taping was going to be since it was the last couple of stops. So, um mm. You know, jokingly through the week and as I was bowling better in Orlando, I thought, wow, how fun would this be if I make the TV show my first tournament back? And then I get to film mm-hmm. it at Plano in front of my hometown. And it just started to happen that way. It was uh, <laughs> it, it was it was just amazing how it was written. And uh, I finished it off. So that was just icing on the cake for me. So you mentioned that a lot of the uh, folks you went to school with, the gals, kind of took off their own career paths. You've stayed in bowling, though. Talk about that, and for the younger listeners out there, if they're thinking about, you know, maybe they're maybe they're listening and they're in college. What what are some things they can do to maybe, you know, they can compete like you you compete, you work in bowling, and you're still in bowling, and have a job that's flexible to be able to go out on tour and do the women's events as, as a majority, you know, the majority of the events, but what advice you maybe have for someone who is thinking, you know, cause it, it seems like nowadays you have to have something at least to fall back on and including, and then bowling just as a, another way to supplement your income and, and go out there and earn a living. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, of course, education is first. But, um, you know, I knew from an early age that bowling was just my love, my passion. Um, so, you know, I knew after college it, it just wasn't going to stop for me, which is why I pursued Team USA, because I, I fall into the little category of the girls that the tour folded when I was in college. So I didn't have that avenue when I got out. So Team USA was my only option, which um, is a blessing. But, um, yeah, I certainly work in the bowling industry. Um, Steve can attest I've worked for him in previous years. So I think it's imperative to stay in the industry. Um, I think they're a little more understanding of you going off to go bowl and come back and, you know, represent your your company. kind of a little bit of give and take, at least that's how we approach it where I'm at now. So I'm extremely grateful to work for an employer that understands that and allows me uh, to do what I love and uh, represent him while I'm doing it. And, and you can bring a lot back, you know, when you come back from the trips, just being a bowler from stuff that you see in other places that might work well. So there's got to be some value in that too for him. I think so. You know, across the country, um, certain programs work for certain centers, um, you know, mm-hmm. specials, fun nights out. So, yeah, I'm certainly always looking and taking notes of um, what other centers are offering and bring flyers back. And um, there's no harm in trying. Um, I think imitation is the best form of flattery. So if you can take something mm-hmm. that's already working for someone else and try it, you know, um, you may find some sort of hidden gem. So you mentioned something too that was key there too is the the PWBA you know there wasn't it it went away when you were in college and you chose to not bowl a lot of men's events I'm guessing right then you didn't go out and try your hand on the PBA tour was that just a decision you made or was it was it um can you expand on that a little bit Yeah um I was basically just being realistic with myself that you know it's very difficult as a woman to compete on the men's tour it's certainly possible um however um not something i was comfortable with so um i continued my career working at boardwalk bowls and when word came that usbc was moving to arlington that's when i made the move um, to work at headquarters here in texas so um you know i had no idea the tour was coming back i don't know that many people did um so Team USA kind of filled that void for me, um, the junior team and the Team USA for the adults. And, uh, you know, that satisfied my uh, my hunger to actually compete. So that was the avenue I took um, in the time being. What, uh, what, do you, what kind of advice do you have, Steph? For, we have a lot of younger listeners, and there's a lot of people that are uh, trying to figure out, you know, one, is college bowling right for them? Two, if so, how do you find or, or pick the right college? What kind of advice do you have for them having gone through that? You know, I think you need to start with, you know, are you um, in a position to leave your, your state? Obviously, tuition's not cheap. Um, are you in a position to maybe get recruited? There's so many different NCAA programs out there, especially for women. Um, I'd say it's you know, keep your options open. If you kind of know what degree path you want to go, make sure that's offered at some of the places you're looking and definitely take a visit to the campuses. Because for me, UCF spoke to me. 
um, kind of like when you buy a house, you just kind of know. And um, mm-hmm. I think that's really important to make sure it's a good fit for you, um, that you're not going to waste any time studying there and then end up not liking it. Um, so I think visiting the campuses and meeting the coaches, making sure you have the same kind of vision for your game, um, what kind of program they have, um, that's really important. So you and Shannon O'Keefe do this little fun little bit you guys have going. Can you talk about how that got started? It's something that's very entertaining. A lot of people you know, are asking when you guys are going to get back together and do those sorts of things. How did that all come about, though? Well, that, I can't believe it's been two years since our first little video got released, whatever you want to call it. Um, Shannon and I we've been friends for what seems like forever. She's basically the sister I never had and we're super goofy, um, fun people. And we just thought one day, you know, a lot of people only see your bowling personality, which can be a little intense and maybe intimidating. And some people may view as standoffish, but you know, that's just our competitive side. So we thought, let's just do a little fun show. Um, just to be cute and have people see a different side of us. That is really who we are um, 90% of the time. So we just thought we'd do some fun little thing, um, call it the Shafani show, kind of combine our names together. And um, we have little bracelets we give out at pro-ams. People love it. Take pictures with us. It's really cute. Um, We meant no harm by, by anything we did or said. And we're going to, now that I qualified for the tour championships, um, we'll actually be rooming together this time around, and uh, there may be something coming up in the next few weeks. That's a that's a must. That has to be a must. And you have your own page on Facebook too for Shafani Show, so I think you got to promote it, commit to it right now on this podcast, and then do it. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, it's probably going to happen. We just got to figure out some some good topics to do. So um, stay tuned, y'all. well i do think good stuff uh go go ahead tim i was gonna say i think you hit on something that's very key there um stephanie though when you're watching the pwba is doing a great job too if you go to their website there's little bits about the ladies out there that are bowling that shows their personality because when you're on tv it's go time. You know, it's, it's, you guys are just as intense as Pete Weber and Norm Duke are when they're out there bowling on TV for a title. And it's good to show that side. And even, like I said, the PWBA with their little snippets to get to know the players, that's where people get, you know, they humanize you. And you come out to an event and you're human, you know, you are a person, you interact with folks. So that is a good thing. And, and I applaud the PWBA for doing those videos and for making everyone so accessible to the fans. I think it's wonderful um, to, like you said, humanize us because, you know, even though we are so accessible to fans and, and whomever may be at the bowling center, um, you know, they, they do kind of get jaded on who we are as people. You know, at the end of the day, we all show, share the same passion of the sport and, you know, we love what we do. And of course, you know, everybody wants to win and has their own, way of carrying themselves but um you know at the end of the day i'm i'm a friend i'm a mom i'm just a normal person that loves bowling and um i love the fact that they can kind of break it down a little bit and just you know ask us what's our favorite song what's our favorite thing to eat you know just 
We're just like everybody else. Hey, final question I have for you, Steph. Now, the PWBA website uh, will actually show, for all our listeners out there, actually show you who the bracket is and getting ready for this tour championship in Richmond, Virginia. And it's going to be a great tournament. It's coming up in a couple weeks here. Uh, have you been keeping an eye on that? I know you, 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 know, you just won, so you were, uh, weren't able to qualify on the points during the season, but it's like, hey, I got to this tour championship. And looking at the matches and looking at who you're bowling and who potential matches are, is there any kind of strategy that you've been able to employ in that or anything you're considering as far as you know, the rest of the PWBA is a, lots of games of qualifying? This is a match play situation. Do you approach it differently? And if so, you know, how, how, do, you, how do you do that? To be honest with you, I have no idea who I'm bowling, so um, I will need to look mm, that up. Would you, would you <laughs> like to know? I can tell Absolutely. you. I haven't looked at you it. Are bo- <laughs> you are bowling match number four against Rocio Restrepo. Okay. Um, yeah. Great. I mean, none of the none of the matches are going to be easy, no matter who you bowl. Um, no. I think a key thing for me um, is I never bowl the person. I bowl the lanes and the pins. Um, I focus on what I can control, and that's my shot making. And if my pins fall better than theirs, then I win. So I don't pay much attention as that's a perfect example of who I'm bowling um, and attack it any differently. You know, we're all great players. We, we've all um, proven um, to get there one way or another. So um, that's going to be a great match, but I have no doubt all of them will be great matches. And all you can do Mm -hmm. is control what you can control and just make good shots yourself and uh, hope that you end up on the, on top of it. Awesome. So, well, Stephanie Johnson, I want to thank you again for joining us today on, uh, on the podcast and all the best of luck with everything and uh, in your continued you know, bowling career and continued things down there at, uh, in Plano, Texas. Perfect. Thanks so much for having me.